Welcome back to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness, folks. How are you doing today? I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Why? Why? Why are you asking am I in a good mood? Because, and, and if you're not asking that, why are you not asking that? You should want to know why I'm in a good mood. Maybe, maybe once you learn why I'm in a good mood, you will be in a good mood. Who knows, right? I don't know. I ramble sometimes. I know you know that already. I'm in a good mood because a couple things are happening. We're really having a lot of fun and success these days at Vanilla Saw, the activities off the charts. And these are things that matter to our marketer. They may not matter to you, but I know you've got things that matter to you. So just tolerate me for a second. We've got massive traffic, massive brand awareness, massive conversation. The podcast, the podcast, like here's an example of what I mean of good news. I got a report through the day from the fine people who do all our production and uh, distribution of the podcast and they messaged me and they have a, a network, right? So they have like a gazillion shows on their network and we're part of that network. And they messaged me to say, Daryl, my gosh, what are you doing? Like your show, it's been like really good and really, really, really well. But like last month alone, like last month, in one month, your show grew 25%. And at this point of the year and everything else, you know, all the other shows as a whole, they, because the seasonality, they dropped 10 to 20%, which is fine. Don't panic. But like you grew 25%. And like, what are you doing? And that's an example. Like we're getting good news everywhere. I'm getting, I'm getting so many people who saying, okay, Daryl, I've been listening to you for so long consuming the content. I really want to know about VanillaSoft. Can I have a demo? Can I see it? Why do I share this? I share this because it really shows you that if you play the long game, which we've talked about before, you play the long game, you have faith in the process that you will get rewarded. You know, sometimes I know we sit back and we sit back and we say, am I ever going to get rewarded? You know, I've made 10,000 calls in the last three weeks or three months or what have you. I have sent more emails. I have had more social invites sent. My leads aren't happening. My pipeline is not happening. I'm not hitting my numbers and I'm concerned. And then I got freaking Prale is annoying as hell. He's in a good mood while I'm sitting back here, miserable as all can be. I don't even want to listen to Prale's podcast anymore because of that, because he's just a bozo. And while you're technically correct on me being a bozo, what I'm trying to tell you is that keep the faith, but let's sit back. Because there's many times I didn't have the faith that the podcast was going to do well or the other efforts were going to do well. So what did I do beyond play the long game? Because clearly you can play the long game, but have the wrong tactics. And eventually after a year or two, you go, okay, Daryl, I put the long game, but nothing happened. Well, you had the wrong tactics. For me, there was a variety of things I did. I like to think that I was a bit agile in how I approached all of the branding and outreach and awareness creation and demand generation programs we've done. I do a lot of uh, studying, if you will. I study my competition. Like 
what's working and what's not in their point of view from what I'm doing. So, hey, competition, if you're listening, this is an open invite. Kind of like Trump asking the Russians to, to do the mail server thing. I'm asking you, please let me know what's working right, what's working wrong, so I can make sure I do more of what's right and less of what's wrong. The whole point is, it is a series of continuous feedback with trusted advisors, including the competition, including my colleagues, including those mentors in my life. So it's it's people that I trust. It's people with skills who I trust. It could be you. It could be your sales coach. It could be your spouse, your partner. It's people whom you trust. And it was giving myself permission to fail. So for me to succeed at some of these ventures, trust me, it wasn't 100% every single time. There were failures along the way. And afterwards you go, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> I just wasted a month or two or three and that didn't work. And I shouldn't do that anymore, should I? That was stupid. All of this is just about how you approach your job. It was breaking patterns that were not helpful to me. It was reacting quickly. It was really about embracing failure and giving myself permission to fail. And then I like to think most of all, it was about me having a curiosity about what worked. For example, literally before I got on this podcast, I had a person reach out to me from the local town of Ottawa, Canada, coincidental. And one of the things they do was they said, hey, you're a fellow marketing peep, let's connect. I drilled down on their profile as I always tell you people do, and I'm the same way. And I said, what is this What is this cat all about? This cat apparently does podcasts, does production and does promotion. And I pinged him and I said, you do promotion. I don't need podcasts, I got that part covered. You do promotion? Can you help me reach a broader audience to get the word out there about inside? inside sales and we had that back and forth that uh, maybe he can maybe he can't we're still going back and forth but i was curious i was curious and i asked because if he can help i want to know teach me teach me a wise one and then i had that epiphany that moment where i thought well if this is how i've had success recently and this is why i'm in a good mood how can i transition this to you so that you're in a good mood and you're having success. How can I teach you to be agile? And that, my friend, is when I remembered the wonderful book called The Modern Seller. And that was written by Amy Franco, and she's here right now. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Inside, inside sales. You got it right. That's awesome. I've had uh, <laughs> I've had people say, can you say that again? They'll go, sure, it's uh, inside sales. And I'm like, no, it's inside twice. You got to say it. Well, but you got to get the first word right. You do. There's a certain way you say it. I shared this already with the audience, probably a podcast ago or two. So if you guys have already heard this, I apologize. But there was a tweet the other day from a follower, a big fan of the show. And he writes down, he writes on the tweet, you know, something, blah, 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 inside, dot, 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 inside sales. And then he puts in brackets. For those who know, you just know. All right. And I giggled when I saw that. I'm like, right on, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, you got to say it that way. You got to be as cheesy as hell. Now, Amy, you are a best-selling author of The Modern Seller. You are a top sales voice from LinkedIn, kids. Did you know this? In 2019. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll do it again in 2020 because, hey, she's Amy freaking Franco. So, and, and, and you're going to be on stage not too long at the Outbound Conference. Is that not right? Yes, I will be there. I'm one of the presenters. I am so excited. Can't wait to see everyone in Atlanta. I'm going to ask everybody this who I talk to. Have yeah. you done Outbound before? Is this your first year? Or are you a repeat presenter? Talk to me. First year. Yeah, first, first year. So Me too. Our, yeah, yeah. So Anthony Inarino, yes. he, uh, he invited, me, invited me to speak this year. So first time. 
Anthony Anarino of the Columbus Anarinos. Is that who we're talking about here? Yes, of the Columbus Anarinos. You got now, it. Now, we say that. Everybody going, well, what the hell does that matter? Because Amy is based out of Columbus. And we're just talking about all the fantastic people in Columbus. And uh, big fan of the show, Ed Porter, if you're listening. Amy and I were talking about you beforehand. So uh, there you go. All the sales action happens in Columbus, Ohio, including Amy Franco. If you guys want to multitask, if you're actually listening to this while you're working, go to Amy Franco. That's with a K. AmyFranco.com. Check her out. She's pretty cool. Great blog. Does a lot of training, a lot of coaching. So, Amy, let's set the stage here. I talked about agility, and I know that's something you talk about in your book. Maybe you can maybe set the stage for me. Now, I gave my version of agility, but in the context of your book and when you talk to sales professionals, what does agility mean to you? Yeah, the modern seller digs into what I see as five next generation selling skills, and one of them is agility. A modern seller is agile. And, you know, agility was something that was pretty much reserved for the uh, sports arena up until maybe the last decade. You've started hearing it in business context. And interestingly enough, um, the Center for Creative Leadership does a lot of research in uh, next generation skills in general, not just selling skills. And agility is a top five skill that organizations are hiring for. That's not just a sales statement, but that is a broad organizational statement. If you're out there looking for the next role, you are looking to develop yourself in the role that you're in today. Agility is something that you need to be focused on. So the hiring, I got to drill that drill down on this a little bit. So hiring managers are actually looking for this. I, mm-hmm. I actually believe you, but how does a hiring manager look for this? And I'm asking on behalf of every single sales rep right now who's thinking about, maybe I need to look for the next opportunity. I need to make sure that my CV or my experience projects the whole agility angle. So what advice would you have for them? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's maybe a, a myth about agility that you either have it or you don't. And I believe it's a set of skills that you can develop over time. Some, some are short-term, some are long-term. But if I were to give us a working definition for agility, um, agility is the ability to connect your past experiences to a current situation. So when you talk about the things that you've learned with the podcast, and I believe no experience is wasted. There is something that you've learned along the way that's going to help you in the career or selling situation that you're in today. People who are agile, quick thinkers, quick decision makers. They are decisive, but they also know when they need to pivot. So when you talk about, you know, something's not working three months down the road, it's the ability to see see that for what it is and maybe pivot to something different. Totally applicable to any selling situation and any sales conversation that you might be having. They can filter a lot of information. We are so overloaded with information these days, but someone who's agile can filter that information, process it, and really pull out the most important things. Imagine being able to do that in a sales conversation. Your prospects and clients are dealing with the exact same stuff. If we can filter and process for them, help them see those nuggets, those insights, we're gonna move a sales situation further faster. That's so huge the way you say it because you're actually spot on and I really hadn't connected the dots until you said it because I always think of agility like I just described, which was me and my personal, I used the podcast as an example and the success of VanillaSoft is having, but agility to your point equally applies to not just the big picture, but also that moment in time, for example, that sales conversation you're having at that moment in time because you have some information so you have some knowledge and you go into the call thinking the call is going to go this way and all of a sudden you ask a question and they give you an answer you're not expecting and it goes that way exactly how do you react many people go uh because you've taken me off 
of what I thought was my script, my path. This isn't my script anymore. What do I do? Yeah, and, and <laughs> many. Go that's right. And I've had many reps actually on the call try to bring me back to their script, even though I'm spoon feeding them the direction they should go in, because that's where I have the pain. I guess if you're listening right now and you're you're chagrined as you hear that, and know you're guilty of that. That's okay. That's why Amy's here. Let's talk about. Let's make this real, tangible, practical for all of our sales rock stars listening. You yeah. mentioned five things to build more agility. I want to know what those five things are. So let's just go right through the order. Number one, first thing I need to know. Number one, I'm going to go further down my list and hit number one. Oh, you're going to bop around. around. I'm, I'm going to move around on you. You're being agile. Um, you, you said something in your intro that, that got me thinking, and this was this part about developing curiosity. Mm-hmm. And as when you were talking, I'm thinking, did you have a career in improv at some point? Developing curiosity, take an improv class. If you are not used to being able to think in the moment and being able to pivot, if that's not a skill that you've developed or something that is natural for you, an improv class will hands down help you to do that. I took an improv class early in my career. I had the opportunity to go to Second City, take a one day improv class. It is something to be on a stage with people that you don't know, putting together a scene right in the moment. That is something, curiosity, improv, that will help you in sales situations. I know many friends who are stand-up comics, kind of improv again, you know, they're sales professionals or trainers or marketers by day, but they do improv at night. Now, what about something about as simple as like a Toastmasters? Because even then often you're kind of called to stand up and, you know, speak about this pencil, go. I've been a part of Toastmasters I for a couple of years and they do the more structured speeches, but they also do off the cuff speaking. Same idea. It's being able to talk about something for one or two minutes a topic that someone throws out to you that you know nothing about. It's the discomfort of being in the moment, but being able to think quickly and redirect. So we're going off script, if you will. You apply that to a selling situation. You're hearing what someone is telling you and you have to redirect based on what you're hearing, not the path that you intended to follow or the script that you intended to follow. Can't stress to you how important this is, not only as a sales skill, but as a life skill. So I'll pull back the curtain a little bit about this podcast. If you're a regular listener, you probably have figured out by now, there's a bit of a formula that we like to follow. Most podcasts do. I love talking to you for the first five or odd minutes about what's going on in my life. But, and everything I share with you is completely legit. But what's interesting is this. When, for example, I'll use Amy as an example, but this happens every single episode. Amy and I talked and, you know, what do you want to talk about? And we'd agreed that the whole idea of agility was a great topic. We kind of came to that agreement literally before we went on the air. Okay. Amy had it in her mind, but she hadn't floated it to me until we went on the air. And then I have to come up a la improv and talk about for the next five minutes about something related to agility. That is not easy. True story. Amy, I'll share this with you because you're going to be at Outbound. So we're trying to interview everybody who's going to be speaking at Outbound, whether it be on the podcast or webinar. And of course, Outbound is founded by the four. We got uh, Jeff Blunt, Anthony and Reno, Mark Hunter. Used to be Mike Weinberg. Now it's Victor Antonio. Those are the four anchors of the show. We had a hard time getting Mr. Blunt. Let's just go with that. We had a really hard time. Imagine herding cats. That would be easy. So we finally get Jeb because Jeb was supposed to go to the studio to record his audio book version of his new book he's got out and his voice was trash and they sent him home and he had a couple hours on his agenda and he said to me, I could do whatever you want now. So we had no scripting whatsoever. And in that, we were on this session, like video everything for like two and two and a half hours. We did a podcast we're doing now. We did a 35 or 40 minute interview for him. And then we did an actual webinar. Okay, kids, 
The webinar, we had a pre-record. We will air it live. It was pre-recorded. The webinar and the podcast, a million percent improv. There was no slides. There was no plan. It was just go. If you don't develop that skill, you can't do that. But when you get Jeb Blunt or your ideal customer profile on the phone, you better damn well be able to react. So that's a skill you should develop. I love that. There's four more to go through. Don't go anywhere. We shall be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right, that's my Jeb Blunt story. Don't tell him I shared that with you, okay? That's between you and I. If I'm not inclined to develop curiosity, how do I develop that skill? If you're not inclined to develop curiosity, this is one of those moments in life where you have to make a decision to do it. I think that's kind of the bottom line. If you're a sales leader and you see it in a team member, you may have to help them on the path. But if you are not inclined to develop curiosity, it starts with the decision and maybe doing something small, just something else that you like to do that has nothing to do with sales. Do you like to work out? Do you like to write? Do you like to do art? Those are all things that help you develop curiosity. So just getting out of your everyday work and doing things that you enjoy help you develop curiosity. And interestingly enough, it can also make you a better seller because you're creating other experiences. Your brain can connect the dots more easily between disconnected experiences. I'm always listening for those verbal cues that people give without even realizing it. The other day we were out on the ski slopes and my partner and I were talking about this and then we came back and blah, blah, blah. And the story carries on. Wait a minute, ski slopes? Let's go research. Is there a connection here? Do they like skiing? Can I send them something, uh, maybe a pass to the local ski club to stay topical and relevant? Just those curiosity. You're listening for the clues. Anyway, be that one to death. So now you're out of order. Amy, the show is yours. Where are we going next? I'm going to go to the next one, which is connected to developing curiosity, which is reframing failure. Oh, I love this one. Go ahead. You just had a rough, you've had a rough call. You've had a rough prospecting block. Our decision to take the data points of learning from that and being able to set aside the feeling of we're not good enough, the feeling of failure, the emotional component to it, feel it for a little bit, but take the learning points and move on from it. Use it to get better the next time. That is a concrete example of reframing failure, taking the learning points, moving on, getting better and not seeing something as an absolute success or an absolute failure. Everything kind of falls on a spectrum thinking about failure differently. So this is all about mindset a little bit. There's two ways I handle this myself. One is I anticipate failure. I don't plan for failure, but I do anticipate it. Meaning 
like I shared the podcast, we're going to do this tactic or this approach or this strategy. It may or may not work. So I'm anticipating that it might not work. I may even proactively communicate to the stakeholders on my team or bosses that this may not work so that their expectations are managed accordingly. And when it doesn't work, you go, okay, it didn't work. Plan B, going into battle. The plan goes out the window and you're on the plan B or plan C or plan D before you know it. But that's what it's all about. So that's when you can anticipate. It's when you're not anticipating that's really challenging. When all of a sudden you're thinking you're rock solid, things are going right to plan and all of a sudden, boom, a failure happens that you didn't anticipate. For me, I've compartmentalized. I have to grieve in the moment, say, damn, get up, walk away, walk around, pace, get a coffee, whatever it might be. Whew. Come back and say, okay, I can't change that. That's where I'm at. So where do I go from here? All of this starts with giving yourself permission to fail because if you win, you win big. And if you fail, you can always adapt. Rarely does that failure kick you in the ass and kill you. That's my point of view. Well, and I, I always expect to win. I go into every client situation and I plan to win. I go for the win. But to your point, I'm also saying there's something that might go off the rails here, something I'm not thinking about. I'm going to be ready for that and anticipate it. And I think we have to be able to live simultaneously with anticipating something going off the rails or failing, but also expecting to win. That could be as simple as starting small steps. So I'm going to pick up the phone and if they reject me and they trash talk me, that's okay. I was actually expecting them to say no. I'm okay with that. Move on. It's tactical or it's strategic, but either way, I love reframe failure. I'm a big advocate of that. But number three. Continuous feedback. I think these all kind of tie together. You as the seller, you own your performance cycle. You own your performance, you own the mindset around performance, and with that, you own getting feedback to be better. Your boss doesn't own it, the person sitting next to you doesn't own it, you own it. And you may have formal feedback cycles, formal performance reviews. The annual performance review is something that sits, it's a rear view look. So are you looking forward and saying, I wanna get better, I'm looking for continuous feedback from my leader, or if your leader isn't the right person, who else can you be getting feedback from? Are there other peers? Do you have a coach? Something like that. But people who are agile are always looking for continuous feedback from the right people and using that to get better. Building the podcast example, because it's just totally safe. With almost all of my guests, unless, unless I just totally sucked, I'll say, how was that for you? Is there anything we could have done better? Did we communicate good enough? Did you understand? Were you mis misinformed? What can we do to make this experience better for you? What can we do to improve the show? All that kind of stuff. So I don't always like what they say, but that's okay. And that's where I'm combining a little bit of curiosity with a little bit of expecting failure, but seeking feedback is if I did suck, I don't want to suck again. Please help me not suck again. They might actually give you that little piece of advice you need to become a rock star. So love yep. continuous feedback. Number four. Strategic speed is number four. This is the ability, and I think you touched on this really nicely in your opening. It is the ability to work toward short-term goals, i.e. I have X number of calls to make today or emails to make today, X number of leads to put in my pipeline, short-term with long-term. Maybe it's my annual quota. Maybe it's something else that's aligned to that. It's creating momentum in the short term and also being able to create momentum in the long term. Only looking at the short game, what I have to do today, what I have to do next week, we sometimes lose sight of where we're actually headed in the big picture. We can veer off the path like pretty steeply and then we gotta make our way back. But if we're looking way far out at the long game, like I have to make this annual quota or quarterly quota, whatever it looks like for you, 
and we're looking that far out, we're not always looking for the momentum that we can get in the short term and the short term wins that are going to help us get there. So it's the balance between the two. As you said, I spoke to that already in my own personal story, and that really does apply. Long term, short term could be, you have to do 100 calls today, but in the next hour, I want to do 15 calls or I want to get, I want to get, this is going to sound stupid, but going back to the Andrea Waltz episode we did on go for no, I want to get 10 no's as opposed to yeses. We don't want yeses too, but listen to that episode if you have it. That's the short term, then the long term, and it could be hourly, daily, weekly, quarterly, annual. Exactly. But have goals. Always hold yourself accountable to that. Number five, what is it? Bust sales patterns. Bust the old patterns that aren't working for you. Our brain is designed to create routines, always looking for ways to take something that's complex and turn it into routines that we follow. And it is one thing to have a routine. It is another thing to be stuck in a rut. There's a fine line between a routine and a rut. And I went through this personally. I was struggling with prospecting. I just was not getting good results with my prospecting. I needed a coach to point that out to me. I needed some outside perspective and someone to help me look at what was going on. You might need that too, but I needed someone to point out to me that there were maybe a couple things I needed to be looking at in my patterns. I had some old patterns that weren't serving me anymore. When we're looking at patterns, we're looking at our environment and we're looking at behaviors. I was stuck in a home office environment and that was not conducive for me at that point in my business and life to be successful with prospecting. I could pinpoint the things that were not working. Mine was environment. And when I changed my environment, I went into an office environment and it changed a lot about the way I approached prospecting. I planned better. I dressed for better success. I had to be very focused in what I was going to be wanting to accomplish in my prospecting block. Changing my environment, changing a couple patterns, helped me to become more successful and get back into prospecting success. So where are you maybe stuck? A routine has become a rut that you need to bust some sales patterns and either change your environment or tweak a behavior. So this is something I talk about all the time to anybody who asks my advice. I always say, be self-aware. It's a bit of a related note here. In other words, know where you're strong and know where you're weak. So being self-aware in your example is saying, I'm aware that this environment isn't working for me. I love my office and I love being in the amenities of it, but it's just not working. I wish it worked, but I'm aware it doesn't. So therefore, how can I fix that, right? So if you're not aware, you can't identify those patterns, but if you are aware, honest with yourself, then you can. Sometimes we don't see the pattern. Sometimes you need to ask a colleague, a partner, whomever, and they'll point it out to you and go, dang, you know what? You're right. That that probably You're is right. the problem. You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, my, my wife is great at telling me how I suck. So sometimes you need someone <laughs> who can tell you the harsh truth so you can identify the pattern and go, damn, that's the problem. And She when, helps you bust your pattern. She helps you bust a pattern. And then I can develop curiosity where I can say, I wonder if that pattern is the problem exactly to the point Amy was taking. Maybe it's maybe it's because I'm stuck in this home office. I'm gonna go to a coffee shop and see if I'm any more productive. So there's my curiosity. And now I'm gonna say, oh my gosh, that worked. That's good, okay. And then you can reframe failure and say, my home office wasn't a failure. I just recognize that I work better over here. We've gone through five rapid fire ways that you can be more agile. Five ways to be more agile. Now this is from the book, right? The Modern Seller. Five stars on Amazon. Go buy it now. I wouldn't steer you wrong. If you haven't signed up for Outbound, 
Go sign up for Outbound because Amy's going to rock it. I know she is. In the meantime, how do you become more agile? If you tuned in halfway through, which, of course, is hard to do on a podcast. But if you did, develop curiosity, reframe failure, continuous feedback, strategic speed, busting sales patterns. This is Amy Franco. You can see her at amyfranco.com. You can email her. You can go on Twitter where she's active, on LinkedIn, of course, all the usual places. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I love it. Kids, that's another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. I had fun. I hope you did too. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prail, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft. Soft.